welcome to Uphill Conversations. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show with your host, Tim Pecoraro. Are you ready to be inspired? Well, hello there and welcome to Uphill Conversations. I am your host, Tim Pecoraro, and I am glad you can join me as you are living your life and heading toward your emerging future. Hopefully you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true. You can be more, do more, and have more. So this episode um, today brought to you by POTAD. POTAD is a partnership of thinking and doing. Um, there'll be more around that in the future. I can't wait to share that with you all. Um, but anyways, I want to thank you all once again for your support, all the wonderful um, listeners and subscribers to the show. Uh, you guys have uh, really just been wonderful to me. We are climbing in the downhill, or not downhill, ooh, don't want to say that, climbing in the download ranks. We are we're getting some downloads, and they are happening, and they are going, 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 and I love it. So always remember, you can go to Stitcher.com. And you can find me there, Uphill Conversations, and you can go to Apple um, iTunes and go to the podcasts and look up Uphill Conversations. You'll find me there. And also on the website, UphillConversations.co.com. And remember, I'm going to be doing some coaching days where I will take questions, um, uh, some challenges you may be facing, things you uh, would like uh, some different perspective on and um, answering those. So if you are interested in sending that, please do so at connect at uphillconversations.co and that is not .com once again. Anyways, my guest today, oh my gosh, it was probably one of the best conversations I've had. I'm so excited about this. Um, I, um, on the off chance, was able to discover her on Twitter and started reading um, her blogs. I also picked up one of her books um, be your brand, and it was just so well written and simple. And the more I read, and the more I looked and watched some of her videos, I was like, "This um, is a guest that I would like to have." Her name is Regan Hillier, and um, she is an incredible mindset coach. She um, is—you'll uh, see when you listen to the interview. There's just not much I can say that would. Uh, do any justice um, for uh, her, she will do it herself. And you will see why um, she is extremely successful um, in what it is that she does. I mean, we're going to cover mindset and learning how to um, be flexible on the inside, having an awareness of what's going on inside of you, learning to have um, that internal flexibility to adjust um, and change so you can unlock what it is that you want. Um, the dangers of having too many conversations with people looking externally for the answers to your problems. Um, and also the difficulty in creating momentum. She's going to share with how she creates momentum. She's going to talk about how to guard mindset. Um, to protect your momentum. I mean, so many wonderful things that you're going to hear. So if you can stop 
This is one of my longer interviews, but I'm telling you it is worthwhile. You may even have to listen to it twice. We went deep very quickly. And um, and I, I, I must say that, uh, I mean, I had to listen back to it several times just to capture all of the value that was in it. So without any further delay, let's listen in to my conversation with the one and only Regan Hillier. Reagan, welcome to Uphill Conversations, and thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you so much for having me on, Tim. Um, so, uh, where are you in the world today? <laughs> <laughs> I am in LA right now. I literally got in about, I think, 12 hours ago or something. I'm flying in from Bali, Indonesia. Oh, great, great. Wow, you sound like uh, you might have a little bit of, uh, well, you don't sound that way, but you probably have a little jet lag, maybe. It's actually been okay. You know, whenever I'm on the plane, I really try and get myself into the time zone of where I'm going. Um, So yeah, I kind of landed in LA and and forced myself to stay awake all yesterday. So now I feel good today. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Well, one of my, um, one of the main things um, that I would like for you to do briefly is just to kind of tell everybody just about uh, who you are, your specialty, like what, what gets Regan up every day? Yeah, absolutely. Look, there's so many things that drive me, but the big ultimate thing it always comes back to is really impact. And, you know, every single day I wake up and ask myself, how am I impacting the world in a positive way? And, and how can I how can I play an even bigger game with that? So, you know, there's, there's really two things that I help people do in terms of the impact I create in the world. Firstly is, is all around mindset and really looking at, you know, how do we shift your external reality by shifting what's within first? Right. And then how do we not only get results with that, but take that and up level that and go even further with that. And then the second side of what I help people do is I help people that know that they have a powerful message to share with the world and I help them tap further into that and then get that out there in a bigger way and obviously monetize that message and help them go and create massive change and impact in their lives through sharing that message. Great. Wow. That, uh, that sums it up very, very well. Um, on that idea of mindset, you, you know, if you were just going to go look at um, just seeing how it's defined, there are two particular um, definitions that I look at, you know, uh, mindset being a set of opinions about something. And then another one that's a little bit more deeply rooted, I think, where most people uh, end up having trouble is when it becomes a fixed state of mind. Um, mm. In your experience, what are ways that you help people improve their mindset on the latter one when it's so rooted and fixed in their state of mind? Mm, absolutely. And look, it's a very easy state to get into where, you know, there are so many people living into their stories and, and living into, you know, this must be true because I believe or, or you know, see this to be true in my mind when really, you know, nothing is real if we really go deep with this stuff really fast. So look, I often come back to the fundamentals, to be honest, with the mindset stuff and just really, you know, helping people understand that the most successful people in life are the most flexible people. And I think that's been thrown around and you hear that and people apply it to their external world, uh, you know, in the sense of, oh, when something happens, how do I react? But it's actually the same within 
you know, the people that are able to be the most flexible internally are going to create the most success because they're going to be the people that really, I guess, unlock that state of, of having the, these mindsets locked in and really know how to, you know, become fluid with that instead. Right. And how do you, how do you, um, what, what are good ways to encourage people to be more flexible internally? Well, I think the first thing is actually just having awareness around that, right? Because you can't create any level of change unless you actually, you know, unless you actually have awareness of what's going on, right? So I think the very first thing is to go, oh, okay, I'm actually in control. Oh, you know, I can change my mindset. Oh, you know, I I am responsible for my results. And that is the first thing. I think the second thing is then asking yourself, well, what do I actually want to achieve right now? You know, it might be that you want to feel more confident. It might be that you want to create, you know, more freedom in your life. It might be that, um, you know, you want to feel less of a negative emotion and actually locking in what you actually want. And then, you know, there are obviously a whole lot of different mindset practices in order to get you there. But that, I think that's the first thing. It's, it's realizing that you need to create the change and having awareness around it. Secondly, locking in what you want. And then thirdly, you know, taking action towards that. Wow. That is a great, great answer. What, um, what about all the voices that seem to come around people, you know, and, I, and I'm not just talking about the naysayers and the negative ones, you know, um, one of the things uh, when I coach, um, a lot of people get coaching and mentoring mixed up and I tell them they're not the same. Um, and for me, coaching is, uh, it's, it's different. It's, it's the questions and mentoring is I tell you about my experience and I kind of, you know, give you some direction, but too much of our education you know, it, it consists mainly, first of all, I, I love this statement that it consists mainly of everything that we need to unlearn. But the way we're taught is to have answers to remember instead of problems to solve. And you know how people are, they're on the phone, they're emailing, they're asking everybody, they have one conversation with one person. So they're aware of something, but yet they're talking to everyone. Um, you know, what are the dangers of of trying to grow, trying to make those changes when you're in some sort of fixed state? Your mind is in a fixed state there. And when it comes to mindset and just allowing too many, having too many conversations with too many people, how dangerous is that? Mm, man, what an amazing question. I love what you're saying. Yeah, it's extremely dangerous because, again, you know, if you're having conversations with people and, and you're looking, I guess, externally for answers, then it, it really just limits your growth and it limits your own ability to think and which hence then limits your ability to actually get results, which obviously limits your ability to get rapid results, which is what a lot of people are looking for these days. So, you know, I think it's, it's super dangerous. And again, I think it comes back if you're listening to this going, man, you know, I've done that, you know, I've looked externally for the answers and I've really, you know, you know, been looking, I guess, for the information rather than looking for, well, how do I solve this problem? And I think it's having an awareness firstly around, man, I've actually been doing that. You know, there's a lot that I teach in my work, which, you know, I guess people would call say strategy and it's, you know, I guess the how to of how to do this, especially when it's say it comes to say creating business online and building empires online. And it's really funny because whenever I'm teaching anyone something strategic, I always frame it. And I say, I'm not actually teaching you how to do this. I need you to get this. I'm not teaching you how to do this. I'm actually teaching you how to think. I'm actually showing you how to get into the mindset 
of doing this. So for example, if I was to show someone, one of the things I do is I say, okay, let's create a business plan, which is just on one page. And for me, I believe that if your business plan is longer than one page, your shit is broken. Okay. (laughs) So so I'm like, okay, I'm going to show you how to do this. I'm going to show you, you know, where you need to be in 12 months time. And you decide that, and then going to show you how you can break it down so that you can pull it into daily action that you need to take right now in order to get to that 12 month goal and achieve it. And I, I always tell them, I'm like, it is not actually about what you write on this paper. It's not about the 12 months. It's not about the plan. It's not about the process. It's about having the mindset of knowing how to create the plan. It's about having the mindset of asking yourselves the right questions to actually move forward and know how to adjust this over time, because this is something that's actually fluid. And the people that get locked into mindsets to answer your question, those are the people that get stuck. And those are the people that go, I've got my strategic plan, but they don't know how to think through the plan. Hence, they often don't get to where they want to go or it's not as rapid as they desire. Mm, Excellent. Um, I always, I like to tell people they'll come to me and they'll say, Hey, I need you to help me because I do business development and leadership development. Um, and you know, my favorite thing to do is, is, is to coach and, um, they'll come to me and they'll say, Hey, uh, you know, um, you know, I'm going to build this business and I'm, I'm going to go build this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. You know, that's just the list goes on and on. And, and then I ask that, start asking them questions about themselves. Like, what are you giving in exchange for that? What inside of you is the equivalent or is going to be the exchange for you to be able to see the physical equivalent of that? And so with me saying that to you, I would love your take on building the person first and and then taking the person to build whatever it is that you wish to do. Mm, absolutely. You've got to build the person first. <laughs> You've got to build the person first. And look, I, I do believe that it does happen simultaneously as well. You know, I'm definitely not one to encourage, okay, you know, go and build yourself and, you know, sit in a room and just do mindset work for 10 years. And then you're ready. Then you're ready to make an impact on the world. I'm definitely not one to advocate that. But at the same time, I it is important, you know, you and your mindsets and your ability to think and what you you're, you know, really giving out to this world, it has to come first. You know, ultimately you can only create and you can only attract what you are. So you have to become that first. You know, I have a lot of people come to me saying, you know, Regan, I want to be a millionaire. And, you know, once I create my first million, then I'll be a millionaire. And I'm like, Hey, you've actually got it all backwards. You know, you need to become the millionaire first. You need to actually, yeah, you need to step into that version of yourself. You need to call in that higher level of thinking. You need to think, talk, walk, and act like a millionaire. You need to make decisions on a daily basis, like a millionaire would, and then the money will show up. Right. And I, I think people don't really get that. They kind of have it backwards and we're being kind of, I guess, conditioned through society to think backwards like that. So it very much is a, is a flipped thinking that we need to step into. Mm, So good. Um, How do you lead people um, to having a firm and sustained belief about themselves and their potential? 
Hmm, great question. And obviously self-belief is a, is a huge thing that a lot of people either battle with or are looking to really accelerate on a daily basis. Look, one of the things that I get people to do is I really get them to write out their reality. So, you know, I spend a lot of time um, giving people, say, journaling exercises, and it's definitely something, um, journaling is something that really works for me on a huge level. So, in terms of the process around it, what I would be getting someone to do if they wanted to shift their self-belief is I would be going, okay, cool. Well, what is it that you actually want? You know, on a really high level, on a big picture reality, what is it that you want to call into your life? And I'd be getting them clear on that firstly, because I talk a lot about alignment and a lot of people are, I guess, coming to be saying, hey, look, I want to live in alignment. But if they don't have anything to align to, it's kind of tricky to do that, right? So I always ask them, well, what is this big picture reality? What does this look like? You know, if we could really call in whatever you desire on a large scale, what would it be like if we removed any sense of how do I do this? Or am I good enough for this? Or what are people going to think? Or is that too big or too much? If we were just to put this stuff to the side, what is it that you actually want? The next thing that I ask is really around identity. And so I say, okay, cool, go and journal the big picture stuff. And then I want you to journal around, well, like we just talked about, who do I need to become in order to call in that reality, right? What is that higher version of myself, right? What does that person think and do and be like on a daily basis? And then the next question is simply, well, if that was already done, right, if that big picture reality was locked in and if I was already that version of myself right now that I was writing about, what would that version of myself believe? And what kind of beliefs would they hold about life, about success, about their self, about money, about impact in the world, about contribution? What would they actually believe? And it's actually, it comes down to just writing out these new beliefs and, and writing them out and getting clear on them. And there will probably be moments if you're listening to this and you're doing this as an exercise, there'll be moments where you go, man, you know what? That's what I should believe, but I don't believe that right now. Mm. And you know, that's the point in time where you need to acknowledge that that's okay. Right. You're trying on these new beliefs and you're not expected to just have them all of a sudden overnight. You have to do the work around actually stepping into that belief also. So I really say, hey, look, if you get that moment of, you know, you might be writing, I am a super successful entrepreneur and you might look at that and go, no, I'm not right. I'm still in my nine to five job and I'm not an entrepreneur yet. I find that hard to believe, but you know, that's what you need to believe in order to shift your reality. So just stick with it, write it out every single day and really look look at, you know, how can I shift this needle of belief to believing a little bit more every single day, right? And ask yourself questions like, well, you know, do you think I could believe that in the future? Well, yes. Or is that actually possible for me to believe a little bit closer to now? Yes. And just, just, you're kind of edging that needle forward and forward and forward until you can write that out and go, do you know what? That is now my new belief. So it is a process around it, but that's what I would be doing around self-belief. Wow, that's great. You know, instead of people approaching it like they're standing on one side of the Grand Canyon looking at their reality as <laughs> what I want is over yeah. there, they need to do more incremental things. It's okay to uh, shimmy down and take a walk. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, don't be in a rush to, to try to get there. I love that, you know, just simple things. Because uh, do you find that people are, they're just really afraid when they really start to think about the reality of, of what they believe about themselves and what they see, or even the, the experiences that they have gone through. Um, cause most people have a hard time owning any outcome. Uh, mm. there's a, there's a lot of fear around that reality. Would you say? 
Oh, look, there absolutely is. And it's a great point because I, you know, I believe fear is a really real thing. And I think it's something that people mark as negative. You know, people go, oh man, you know, I thought about my big picture reality and all this fear came up for me. That must mean I'm not ready for it. That must mean that, you know, I don't deserve it. And and they attach all the meaning to this fear when really, you know, fear is a great thing. I mean, fear is wired within us to keep us safe. You know, fear is there so that when we see the edge of a cliff, we stop and we're fearful and, and we don't walk off the cliff. Like if you were to remove all your fear, you'd be living a very dangerous life, right? Where actually the fear is wired to keep us safe. But at the same time, when you're looking to shift self-belief and when you're looking to up-level and and change your internal reality so you can change your external results, I see a lot of people hindered by fear and and they go and they sabotage their results or they leave because the fear is holding them back. So I think what is important to believe, because people often say to me, oh, Regan, but you know, you've been doing this for so long, you know, you must not have any fear left. And that is just ridiculous, firstly, because everyone has fear. And guess what? When you become more successful and more successful and more successful, successful, there's more fear that comes with it. You're playing at a bigger level. You know, you're making bigger decisions that have greater impact, potentially positive or negative. There's more fear to deal with. So it's not actually about the level of fear. It's about how do you move through that fear? I always say to people, you know, it's like, it's like you're driving it's like you're driving the car of your life, right? And you're headed towards this big picture reality and fear is in the backseat. But look, fear is always there. Fear doesn't even get out of the car, right? <laughs> but it's up to it's up to you, right? Do you let fear come around from the backseat and, you know, grab your neck and suffocate you so you can't breathe? You know, do you let fear come in and, and put his hands like, over your eyes so you can't see where you're driving the car? Do you just get so overwhelmed by fear that you get out of the car and stop driving? Or do you keep driving? Do you turn around and discipline fear and go, hey, fear, like, I get it. I understand you're here to keep me safe, but you need to be quiet right now because I'm driving the car, right? And and that's a choice that you need to actually make every single day because otherwise the fear will just literally keep distracting you or ultimately it'll make you just get out of the car. Right. And I, and I think people also need to learn the difference between fear and real danger. Um, right. You know, it's kind of like if you're standing on the shore and you look out and, you know, you see a school of sharks and you, you will feel fear, rightfully so, but you're not mm-hmm. in danger. Now you get into the water, <laughs> and you, you know, that's a different experience. Now you're in danger. And I think sometimes, um, you know, fear can keep us, uh, because we treat it as real danger instead of, mm. you know, recognizing it for what it is. It is there to assist you. It's like a check engine light in your car. The light comes on for a reason and, uh, pay attention right. to it, but it doesn't mean you're exactly in danger yet. Do you see people getting those confused fear and danger? Oh, absolutely. And, and look, the way that I get people to look at it is, you know, I get them to look at, well, is this a valid fear or is this a kind of stupid fear? Right. And so, you know, one of the things I get people to do is I'm like, look, just write it out, write out all the bad things that you think might happen and write out, you know, all your potential fears that are going on in your head right now. And then, you know, remove yourself from that and look back on this and go, okay, cool. Are these valid or are they not? Because the ones that are valid, it's actually important to address them. The ones that aren't, we need to release them. So for example, someone might say, oh my gosh, I have the biggest fear that everyone is going to think I'm so stupid if I go out and create X, Y, Z. Now, that's obviously not a valid fear. You know, some 
people might think that, but whatever, are you going to let yourself, you know, be held back by that ultimately? And the answer is no. But, you know, at the same time, there might be something there. There might be a fear around, well, you know, if I was to attract in all of these people into my business and really actually get to this big outcome, I'm not sure that my business could handle this right now because I don't really have the system set up and it would mean that, you know, I'm not able to help people in the best possible way. Now that might be a really valid fear. That might be a valid concern. Now you'd be silly to just ignore that and go, oh, it'll be fine and keep going anyway. So that's a fear that is valid, right? So that's a fear where we want to look at, okay, well, what action can we take around and ensuring that if that does happen, this fear diminishes. Okay, cool. What do we need to do? What are the action steps? All right, we need to set up these systems. Let's go. Right. So see how sometimes the the valid fears are important as well versus the fears that are just bullshit, to be honest. And you need to actually go and, and just release them so you can move forward. Wow. Excellent. Excellent. I, I know we're going, we're doing this pretty organically, which I love. I just have to ask, what got you started down this road? I mean, the way you, uh, you know, I mean, I love the clarity. You know, I tell people clarity trumps persuasion. And having mm. a conversation with you, there's, you know, if I was sitting in the room and you were speaking to me, there, you wouldn't need to persuade me of anything. <laughs> it's so <laughs> clear. What what got you started down this road of, of what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I I guess it was like so many people growing up where I was brought up in the system and told that you university and work really hard at school and get a great job and continue on from there. And so, you know, that's, that's what I did. I worked really hard at school. I went to university. I've actually got a degree in architecture of all things. And I remember, you know, sitting there and this new lecturer actually came in and this lecturer said, you know, welcome future architects. I want you to pitch your life, you know, 10, 20, 50 years out from now. And I started visualizing it and I just really didn't like what I saw, to be completely honest. You know, I, I got this pit in my stomach and this like huge emotional drop and I felt probably the most out of alignment that I've ever felt in my life, although I wouldn't have known how to articulate it at that point in time, right? All I knew is that it didn't feel good and I had to get out and I had to make some change. So I literally ran out of the room and made a decision that I was going to figure out why I was here. I made a decision that, you know what, there's obviously something more to my life because this is not feeling good. But I, I mean, I had, I, I knew what I didn't want to do, but I had no idea what I do want to do basically. Right. So, I mean, that's when I jumped into the world of personal development and I guess really, you know, soul searching at a young age and, and asking some really big questions about life as a, you know, 18, 19 year old. Right. And, and I just jumped into this world and just really dived deep on it. And, you know, I started, that's when I started learning about mindset. I started learning about psychology. I started learning about, you know, it's actually all within and, and I started doing the work, you know, I, I wasn't someone that would just go to all these courses and go, Oh, that was fun. Oh, and just keep going. I really pushed and, you know, anything that I did, I was, I was determined to get results from. And, you know, that's when I started seeing results in my life. I started externally seeing things shift and I knew that it was from doing the internal stuff. And at the same time, I was also learning, say, strategy 
strategies to, you know, create wealth, for example, and I noticed that maybe they weren't working so well. Why? Because I wasn't internally aligned to them yet. So I knew I had more work to do within. So yeah, it was very much my my own journey of, of, you know, self-discovery and then obviously helped other people start doing the same thing once I was getting results as well. And it's exactly what we spoke about in the beginning of the conversation around, you know, do the work on yourself first and then go out and, and create that, that empire or that life or that passion or that purpose around, you know, who you have become ultimately, and then continue to grow through that process. Wow. I I mean, I love that the process that you went through is actually what your work is every day. I mean, that's just so beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. I tell people the answers are always within you. They're, they're inside. I mean, they're just, they're waiting for you to just take a minute and spend a little time looking inside and it'll be amazing what you'll discover. I mean, that's, that's just wonderful. I love your story. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> Thank that is you. great. Um, hey, so around, so knowing that being stuck, it sucks, right? Right. <laughs> so what are ways you keep yourself from being stuck in your pursuits towards the life that you want to create and live? One of the ways I like to say is your current condition does not match your emerging future. Um, right. Anything worth having is uphill and you cannot go uphill with downhill habits. So, uh-huh. so knowing that stuck sucks, what do you do to keep yourself uh, from becoming stuck? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think so many people go, okay, cool. I want to change my life. I want to change my results. But then they look at their life now and they go, oh, you know, I'm so far away or who am I to do that? Or, well, I haven't achieved any of that stuff right now. So how's that even possible? Which is the worst thing that you can do? Because, you know, everything you're seeing right now in your life, It's not even real, firstly, okay? It's just an illusion, and that's another whole story for another day. But what you need to know is that, you know, everything that you've manifested in your life right now, it's simply a result of all of your past decisions, all of your past beliefs, all of your past conditioning, everything internally from your past. It's just a reflection of your past. Now, your past isn't real. You can't change it. You can't shift it. It actually bears no resemblance to where you're actually headed, right? So when you realize that in every second moment, you have a new decision to change, right? And you have an ability to create a completely different reality because it bears no resemblance and there is literally no link to the past. The past means nothing. It's dead and gone. It's quite an empowering place to play. So every single day I bring myself back to that and I bring myself back to what do I want to create? What do I want to do? What do I want to shift and change and grow into? Where am I going? And I focus that way instead of where have I been and what does that mean? Like most people get stuck in. So, you know, one of the things and one of the habits that I do daily is I I do mindset work daily. You know, it is literally the core of my life. It is the core of my business. It's the core of all my results. Um, And every single day without fail, I sit down and I journal and I do things like writing out this big picture reality that we talked about. I look at you know, what's potentially holding me back right now and what resistance is there and how can I overcome it? I look at, you know, who do I need to become? And I think the most important thing in terms of all the habits to realize is I then take what I'm working on in that mindset session and I commit to applying it throughout the day. I see a lot of people say, oh, Regan, you know, I did an hour of mindset work today. And in fact, I've done an hour of mindset work every single day for the last week, but nothing's changing. I'm like, well, what about the other 23 hours? Like what's going on there, right? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a valid chunk of time to look at, yeah, right? Yeah. 
And so I see people, you know, do this amazing, powerful work. And then for the rest of the day, they slot right back into that old reality. Yeah. So it is, it is really the little things. For example, if you're writing out, you know what? this is who I commit to becoming. I'm a powerful person. I'm motivated. You know, I believe that money flows to me easily and effortlessly. I I believe that, you know, the more I create, the more I create, the more good things flow to me, the more good things flow to me. Like if you're writing out all this stuff and then all of a sudden, two hours later after that mindset work, you receive a bill and you go, Oh man, you know, my life is so hard. Everything sucks. Oh my gosh, I have no money. And if you get into that energy and that mindset, you're just going to attract more of that. You're almost undoing all the work you've just done so it's about really understanding well we can't control what happens to me like day to day but we do control how we react and we can control how we hold our state and we control in every single moment who we're choosing to be so you need to ask yourself when things happen catch yourself before you're triggered by them and go okay cool well how would the higher version of me be choosing to act right now what would I be thinking what would I be believing what would I be actually doing in this moment and then do that So I think beyond doing all the mindset work, which a lot of people do on a daily basis, one of my biggest habits really is committing to actually applying it throughout the day. Mm. Well, it's so funny. You don't even know my questions, but (laughs) I have a question I love to ask people. Instead of habits that you want to break, tell me some habits that you will spend the rest of your life trying not to break. And obviously you gave me a big one right, <laughs> right there. Yeah. Um, that's great. You, uh, you answered a question without knowing it. I didn't know you were uh, <laughs> that clairvoyant. <laughs> are you, are you looking? Can I thought this was audio only. Can you see my sheet? Yeah. <laughs> Secretly. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, um, how, uh, as far as, you know, I believe in continuity plans In anything that you do, there should be a continuity plan, um, especially when it comes for growth. Um, so how can people create a continuity plan? What are some ideas for them to have a continuity plan for growth once they get a taste of the momentum? Just they, they just got some momentum. What are things that you would advise them to have some sort of plan or create some sort of regimen restrictive or unrestricted, however you think would be best. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, what, what would be some ideas that you could suggest to the listeners? Absolutely. Well, the first thing that I would suggest is, is really, you know, guard your mindset firstly. And I love that you brought up, you know, what do people do when they get the taste of momentum and they want more of that? Because what's really interesting as humans is that we're conditioned that once we have some momentum, generally, strangely enough, that's when people stop is what I've seen because we're conditioned to go, oh, cool. I got some momentum. Oh, look what I achieved. Didn't I do well? Okay. Now I can relax. Now I can put my feet up. Now I can celebrate, right? When really that's the time you need to push because that's the time when you're in the zone. That's the time when you're manifesting at a high level. That's the time when you want to tap into that stuff and actually call in more of that. So that's the first thing I'd really, you know, guard your mind and and commit to whenever you're feeling in flow and feeling in alignment and feeling in momentum to ask for more of that and show up as that version version of yourself that demands more of that, you know, that that's the first thing. Um, secondly, I'd really, I, I would be asking yourself, okay, you know what, the higher version of myself and the person that knew this 
big reality, this goal, whatever it is that you're calling in, if you knew that was done, if that was just no questions asked, locked in, in the future, it had already happened, what would that version of yourself be doing right now in order to accelerate that reality coming in even faster, right? And that's a question I love to ask myself because that immediately removes any sense of, oh, is it going to happen or any of that is done, right? If it was to be entirely done, what would you be doing right now in order to actually accelerate that forward? And whatever lies within those answers, that's what you need to commit to, right? That is the stuff that you need to daily go, well, okay, I'd be doing this. I'd be doing this. I'd be doing this because I know that that's going to bring that in and have that happen faster. And that's where I'd be finding, you know, your daily commitments in terms of action and calling that stuff in. Right. And when we see that acceleration, when we're dedicated and we're diligent and we have that discipline there and we see that acceleration, oh my gosh, that builds tremendous confidence. Right. Absolutely. And I would also be, and this is a, this is a deep level to dive into, but I would also be looking at, well, what do you believe about change and what do you believe about manifestation and what do you believe about how quickly things can show up in your life when you actually do the work? You know, because someone that believes that change is hard and you have to like struggle for it. And in order to get what you want, you have to work really hard. If you have those beliefs underpinning anything you do, the action you take is almost completely irrelevant because that's what you're going to get. You're going to get what you believe, right? right? So I'd be looking at, well, okay, cool. What do I actually choose to believe about change, right? What could I believe? What would this higher version of myself believe about change in order to call in change more rapidly, whatever that change may be, right? So I would I would be firming up beliefs like, you know, I believe that change is easy. I believe that whenever I take action, it's effortless. I believe that the minute I decide something is done, it's done. I believe that the minute that I call in something amazing, it's followed immediately by something else amazing, right? And I would just be tapping into thoughts and beliefs like that. Cause ultimately, you know, and I have a lot of people say to me, wow, Regan, you know, you create stuff so fast in your life, but obviously, you know, you're taking action, but I'm definitely not someone who is stressed out or like working till midnight every night. Like I'm not someone like that. Like, yes, I do the work, but it is always in ease and flow. And I still enjoy an amazing lifestyle and have a lot of fun in my life. Right. And people kind of go, how is that possible? Right. And I truly believe it's because what it, it's what I believe about change and manifestation that is actually underpinning it all. So I'd encourage people to really have a look at that. Right. So ask a lot of questions. I mean, really, you just got to get to what do you believe about and fill in the blank and really work your mind around those things and put them into more of an more aspirational statements. Right. Absolutely. And again, look, you might look at some of that stuff and you might go, you know, I believe change is, uh, you know, instant. And then you might look at it and go, whatever. <laughs> change is instant. I have to work hard for that stuff. Like, what are you talking about? Right. But just understand that it's a process. Right. And, and I promise you, if you stick with this and if you write out what you are choosing to believe about change on a daily basis, you will get to the point that you've written it and read it so much that it is just even it's automatic. Right. So that when someone even just asks you, what do you believe about change? You're just going to go, it's easy. Right. And it will literally flow out of your mouth without you even thinking about it. But you need to actually do the work around it firstly, around redeciding those new beliefs so that they become a part of you. It becomes a part of your auto suggestion. It just comes right. up like your phone number, you know, just mm -hmm. it's there. Um, I believe people are more like pencils than we are like pens. So we need to be sharpened regularly. 
And so my question, <laughs> so my question to you is how do you continue to sharpen and even refine your skills? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, uh, that's an awesome question. And I'm going to consider myself like a pencil now for because of you every <laughs> single day. I love that. I love that. Look, for me, it really comes back to environment. Um, look, I, I've done a lot of things to accelerate my growth. I've tried a lot of things. I've dived in and, and there's a lot of cool things you can do. I've found for myself personally, one of the biggest things that creates the most change rapidly for me in terms of sharpening everything and, and redefining and, and going to new levels and going deeper with stuff is environment. So for me, I'm always looking at, well, how do I throw myself into high level environments? How do I really get around people that not even are achieving at that next level? I mean, they probably will be, but where are they thinking? Like people that think at an even bigger level, because I understand that if I can grasp their mindsets, then I'll be able to create the results, right? So for me, it's always looking at what are these environments and how do I get into them? And, you know, I've done this from a really young age and I've noticed it that whenever I've invested to be in environments or committed to environments, it shifts me like really, really, really quickly. And I've seen this with people that I work with as well. They shift, right? You become your environment. And I know people always say, oh, you're the sum of the five people you hang around the most. And yes, that stands to be true, but it's not just financially, right? It's, it's everything. You're going to become their standard of health. They're going to, you're going to become, you know, their mindset. You literally are going to absorb their stuff by osmosis. Now, what you need to understand is that when you do jump into environments that are super high level compared to where you're at, it's not always easy. And to be honest, it's not always fun. And there have been many environments that I've consciously thrown myself into where I've felt really silly being in that environment. And I felt like, man, I don't fit in here. And I felt like all these things come up around, oh, am I good enough to be here? And who am I to be standing with these people and this and that, right? But ultimately, the moment you move past that and you just focus on being present and, and understanding why you're there, then that's when everything shifts. So, you know, that's a that's a big thing. You know, I've invested in, you know, dinners for literally tens of thousands of dollars for a couple of hours to have dinner with someone um, purely because I know that it's going to shift me tenfold over the years. Mm. Well, once again, you're looking at my paper because you brought up that <laughs> inner circle, but you know, and how serious it is, you know, and you said environment and mm -hmm. you know, there is, I tell people there's the atmosphere and then there's the environment and, um, and people should, you know, they should ser seriously consider what's in their inner circle and they should constantly be working at developing it and who they put themselves around. I say that we're a lot like chameleons. We all have a little chameleon in us. Um, where we get around things and we're going to take some color. Um, but when we do that in that environment, there is the time that we'll take all those colors and we get to put color back. So it's not that we become everything else, but we we're it's basically like having influence on loan or having learning on loan or having some understanding on loan or having some shift of thinking on loan, but that gets to merge and meld together within us. And then now we have something new to contribute, you know, to the world to put out there. And uh, that is our mark, which I think is a wonderful thing. So um, I don't even have to ask you that question. <laughs> it's there. Um, I only have a few more here, um, but I'm loving this conversation, by the way. And I will be 
and I won't edit this part out, but I will be trying to get you for uh, another conversation, I'm sure, down the road. So hopefully you'll have cool. enjoyed this. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's been amazing and super high level and super high quality. Yeah, I'm loving it. Okay. Well, <laughs> momentum, back to that again, because I'm a big momentum nut, okay? Mm-hmm. I am crazy about momentum. And one thing I know, momentum is a great exaggerator. It can make you look so, so good. And it also can make you look bad if you do the wrong things with it. But also momentum doesn't come looking for you either. You have to create it. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you create momentum? So you're, say you're going to start a new project or a new task or there's something that you, you have an aspiration for something. What, 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 are, what do you do to kickstart your momentum? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the first thing is I really check that it's an alignment, whatever I'm going to do. And and this is with everything. This might be, you know, literally someone invites me to lunch. I, I will check whether it feels in alignment for me, right? Something as small as that versus someone might come in and want to do a multi-million dollar deal. Well, I'm also going to check, is this in alignment? Does this feel good? Is this going to propel me further towards this big vision, right? And so I'm, I'm a really uh, kind of a, a Nazi on this stuff really just going okay cool and trusting that if it doesn't feel in alignment then it's okay to say no and it's okay to turn stuff down and and I guess I've really got to the point of you know differentiating in my mind between fear and between feeling no actually this just doesn't feel good this isn't aligned for me because here's the thing and the reason I'm bringing this up is that it's really hard to create momentum if something's not in alignment And this is where you see people working really hard and like, you know, doing the do and waking up early and hustling and doing all this stuff when ultimately they're not creating the momentum because it's just not in alignment with who they are and and, and what they're looking to create in their life, right? So if you're doing something and it's in total alignment and then you want to create momentum around it, just get excited about it, right? And this is probably something which is so simple and so basic, yet you can't get excited about something that's not in alignment. So when it is, allow yourself to get excited, allow yourself to really dream on it, allow yourself to go, wow, you know what? when this momentum is created, what is this going to mean for my life and my results and what level am I going to be playing at? And really, you know, dream into that space and give yourself permission to live into that space a little bit. And then once you're there, you know, tap into the feeling of it, tap into the energy of it, really get into the zone with it and play with it and and allow yourself to actually align to it internally because that is exciting, right? If you truly understand the minute that you see something in your mind, you have the ability to create it. I mean, that is seriously exciting. So I would literally be, and it sounds so silly and so basic, but I would be getting excited about what you want to create, Mm. right? Because that is what is then going to propel you forward into taking massive action and creating the momentum externally, right? Everything we do, we do for a feeling. If it doesn't feel good, ultimately we're not going to do it and you won't create massive momentum. So do the flip side, get really excited about it and then move on it. And you might be surprised at how fast you actually go. And even referring back to some of the earlier things that we were talking about around the mindset as well as uh, in being in alignment, um, you know, being the person that, you know, you say yes, because you want to say yes, you're not sitting there going, well, will this be good? Or should I or can I? You're just do I want this or do I not? I mean, you're Mm -hmm. really just in that spot. And then you can just move on to all the fun stuff. Like you said, being excited about it. That, That is great. I mean, that is wonderful. Um, let me ask you this. Have you ever had momentum 
I mean, I'm talking a full steam ahead momentum and you realized you were going the wrong way and you needed to crawl, uh, to kind of course correct. And what did you do? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I've had that. And I remember it so critically. And it was, I think one of the, strangely, one of the biggest decisions of my life, purely because I felt like I had my whole external world cheering me on and talking about me and saying, you know, Regan's doing so well. And then for me to stop the momentum almost looked like insanity to them. Right. So it was a, it was a challenging place to play for sure. So what was going on is I'd built a really successful, um, you know, speaking and coaching business that was completely offline. We were doing a lot of live events, right? And I literally used to do a loop. I was living in Australia. I'd do a loop all through Australia and New Zealand for six weeks and run these live events back to back. And we were creating impact and financially it was rewarding and we were getting booked out and it was going faster and faster and faster. And I remember standing outside one of the rooms in Melbourne and there were about 30 people in there that had paid a lot of money to come and hear me speak. And I remember standing outside the door and I didn't want to go inside. Right. And I remember literally like being like, Regan, like you've got to go now. They're clapping. You've got to walk. And I couldn't move my body. Right. I was literally like, I don't want to go inside. <sighs> and it, it really threw me because I was very much one to tell people, you know, I'm living on purpose and I do what I love and all, <laughs> all of this stuff. Right. And I couldn't move. And I can't even move on purpose. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so that I caught that. Okay. Now a lot of people wouldn't have caught that. They would have been like, Oh, I'm having an off day or whatever. I caught that. And I was like, what the hell was that? That was not good. <laughs> like I need to dig into that. So I actually, um, I went away. I removed myself from the environment. I went to Bali for like three weeks or four weeks and it was meant to be a working holiday. But at that time, the way I'd structured my business, it really wasn't. It was just a holiday. The business ultimately stopped when I wasn't there, which was all part of the stuff. Um, and, and I really sat down and I was like, man, all right, what is it that I actually want? And I started asking myself these questions again. And I started realizing that what I was creating and what I had created, although it was deemed successful in this, you know, modern day world, it wasn't actually in alignment with what I wanted to create. Now, don't get me wrong. I wasn't like doing, you know, all the stuff that I didn't want to do. It was like 1% out of alignment. Okay. Right. Honestly, it, it was 1%, right? There were a few things that weren't adding up that didn't sit good. There were a few things where it came to my lifestyle that just didn't really work for me. There were a few things in terms of the, the amount of people that I was impacting on a day-to-day basis that just didn't really work for me. I wanted more. So it would have been so easy for me to go, do you know what? I should just be grateful. So many people would kill to be in this position. We can just keep going. That'd be easy. It would have been so easy to do that. But instead, I chose to put alignment first, right? I chose to literally stop that business. I chose to go, okay, cool. I'm going to start changing all this stuff and do what's in alignment for me right now. I'm effectively going to start over somewhat. And people were like, are you insane, Regan? Like, are you all right? Do you need a checkup? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, this is not normal behavior. And I had some really concerned people, right? And I was like, just trust me, just trust me, just trust me. And sure enough, that led me into a huge amount of momentum when actually I started fully showing up in alignment 
because before, like I said, it was just 1% off. So yeah, to answer your question, I remember that time. I remember that time very, very, very vividly. And I'm grateful that I acted on it because my life and my mindset and my environment and my, my results, they just would not look like they look now if I hadn't have been committed to alignment at the end of the day. Wow. And that's, that's the best course correction because momentum, it's, you know, obviously it's moving, uh, it's, you know, but someone's got to steer it. And I just, I love the way you explained that, that you recognized it was an alignment issue. So you put your hands on the wheel and you made the decision and you redirected it where it needed to go. And once again, you see that acceleration, you see things take off. That is, that's powerful, powerful, powerful yeah. stuff. I, I think as well, you know, if you're listening to this and if you really get this, you probably have this coming in your life at some point in time. And I will put money on it that this will happen to me again at some point in time. I don't think it's, it happened because, you know, I didn't understand alignment or, or that, you know, I'd created something I didn't want. I don't think it was that. I think just people change, right? I think we evolve. I think we grow. I think what we want now is very different potentially to what we want in five or 10 years time. So it's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's that actually that you're listening to, to the mm. nudges from the universe. It's, it's that your, you know, your ability to tap in and actually go, well, where am I being energetically pulled right now and listen to that stuff? Right. So yeah, just, just, if you're listening, just know that it's probably coming at some point in time. And it doesn't mean it's because you've screwed it up. It, it means because you're actually thinking at a higher level. Right. And give yourself permission to know that things will change, you know, and to right. be able to just embrace that. Exactly. You know that, Hey, you know, it's okay. It's going to change. Cause I think a lot of people get stuck with this idea that, you know, they'll meet someone and go, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And you see mm -hmm. them do that. And you know, Hey, I clap my hands for those people. I'm one of those people who can't say that. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I know what's in my mind. I know what I take steps toward, but I also, I see the evolution of things. I see how, mm -hmm. as you know, as you say, you know, the universe adds something to you. I, I believe my steps get ordered a different way sometimes. And, um, I just need to be able to, I've always got to keep in mind that I'm going to always open the door and the future is coming in. The question is, am I prepared for it? Right. Um, you I know, that. So, hey, who are the most influential voices in your life? Hmm, there are lots. There are lots. There are lots. Um, right now in this current reality, um, I have really influential voices that I listen to on my team in my business because, especially in the last six months, I have pulled in people which you know I truly believe to be amazing experts, and they're experts at things that I'm very much not an expert in, and definitely not good at, and probably don't enjoy that much either. <laughs> so I am learning a lot from them at the moment. I'm learning a lot just by allowing really them to step up and, and shine in their areas in the business and really, you know, step into their greatness as well. So that, that's kind of a current thing. Um, but if I look back to, you know, past that or beyond that, um, especially in the past years, uh, there's so many, there's so many people. Um, obviously, Tony Robbins is huge. I kind of, when I first dive into personal development, he was one of the key people that I that I tapped into. And he's definitely responsible for opening up a lot of my mind. Um, Branson in business. Um, Tim Ferriss as well. I've, I've modeled a lot of his of his thinking, um, a lot of in terms of how he just moves through life. I, I love what he's about. He's actually 
one of the people I was talking about that I invested to have dinner with um, when I was about 20 because I was like, I need to get around someone like that to understand how he thinks. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's just a few to name a few people. There's There's been lots. Though. I'm definitely not someone where I have like one mentor or one person where I'm like, it's this person that changed my life. It's, it's very much like this huge collection of, you know, hundreds of people that I, I tap into and that I, that I draw from. And I, I believe that everyone has something to give. So I'm always tapping into all these different energies with people. That's great. It's like what I like to say is I like to collect people. <laughs> mm, yes. Um, besides my podcast, Uphill Conversations, what are your favorite podcasts? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it. I'm just kidding. No, really. What? Had to throw that in there. <laughs> so funny. To be honest, I've actually, I very, 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 I rate this conversation. This, I mean, this conversation, I, and I'm not just saying this, I promise this conversation has been one of the deepest conversations I've had on a podcast with someone. So I completely want to thank you and commend you for that because, and again, I wouldn't just say this, but it, it really, you know, it takes you as the leader to lead this conversation to going to this depth. And it's, I mean, it's been phenomenal. Um, look that aside, um, man, there's lots of cool podcasts. I feel like the ones I've been interviewed on are all just a blur, to be honest, because there's so many of them. Um, I actually really enjoyed being on Nathan Lass' show, The Top, um, purely because it's kind of a show where it's like, okay, if you survive it, you've done well. <laughs> so I, I, really I listened to that one and he comes back. Now, what were those numbers? What were those numbers right. again? Yeah, he was, he was, I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obviously so different to this conversation. I didn't necessarily enjoy the conversation on that show, <laughs> but I enjoyed the fact that I survived it and that people have gone, wow, I listened to that. That was really impressive. That's so cool. Um, which again, it's interesting. It comes comes back to, I, I've listened to a lot of other episodes on his show and the people on his show where, you know, he get, he rattles them or exposes them, you know, it's, it's because they're not in alignment and they're not speaking from their truth. Right. right. Ultimately. So I believe I, I really used all my mindset stuff to go, well, look, I can only show up in alignment. I can only show up and, and share unapologetically, absolutely everything that isn't, isn't going on in my life. Um, and come from a, a space of complete truth. And I believe that because I, I did that, that's why it was a great interview um, versus the people that were coming from uh, something to prove or a space of, you know, self-protection or whatever it was. Um, they're the people that he kind of pulls apart. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting show to look at from a psychological perspective as well. Mm. Wow. Um, thank you, first of all, for such a wonderful compliment, because that is how I'm trying to build my show as well. So, I really do appreciate that. I mean, it's new, only 10 episodes in. Um, I have some wonderful people like yourself. Like I'm I'm sitting here going, I should put this one out in front of. <laughs> so, um, and, and any of my other guests that are listening, please, you know, it's true. It's really going on in my head, but <laughs> this is great. Um, hey, I'm a leader, a communicator, and an artist, and it took me a long time to figure that out because I got tired of partitioning myself like a hard drive, you know, right. and I believe in being the whole person. You know, I'm the man that's the friend. I am the man that is the entrepreneur. I'm the man that is the coach. I'm the man that's the father, you know, so that's what I do. I bring the whole man into something. So I'm a leader, communicator, and an artist, and that's how I decide. I don't make a to-do list. I make a to-don't list. If I cannot do those three things, um, I'm just... I'm not interested. So um, what three nouns would describe you best? 
Hmm. Um, that's a great question. I think, oh man, there's so many. <laughs> I, I literally, you know what? And I'm, I'm kind of funny as well. Um, I love that you said you don't like to kind of put yourself into compartments because, uh, yeah, it's really relevant for me too. And I think it, it very much changes in terms of, you know, who I'm speaking to and the level they're playing at and, and what's going on. Um, you know, first and foremost, I describe myself as an artist. If I'm talking to a conscious person, that's, I mean, that's definitely the first thing. And that, that took me a while to figure out. Um, it took me a while to figure out that I'm an artist before I'm an entrepreneur, right? I'm not an entrepreneur that then creates art. I'm actually an artist and the art comes first. Right. And then I understand how to monetize it. Right. right. So it's artist firstly, it's entrepreneur second. And then the third, the third thing would be leader. I mean, ultimately it, it comes back to that. It's leadership in my own life. It's leadership with others, but it's also helping other leaders create leaders and have that, you know, ripple effect flow through. So yeah, those, those would probably be the three if I had to nail it down to three. Look at that. We share two of three. Yes. Funny that. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Well, um, so how would you like my listeners to engage you? How can they find you? What's the best places that you would send them to? Of course, I have a bunch of links I will paste in the show notes, but, um, you know, what's, what's, what's the work you would like to take them to or learning more about you, the best place that can give them the best uh, version, even beyond, well, not the best version, the only version mm-hmm. of you beyond this conversation that they're listening to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, if you go to my main site, which is reganhillier.com and you can subscribe there and, you know, I write a lot um, and that's where the the whole artist thing comes into it. I I show up a lot. I I write and I speak and I coach and and I I really, you know, commit to, to sharing that with the world. So if you then go onto any of the social media platforms, it's all under just Regan Hillier and you can find me on any of those, you know, Facebook is my, is my main home where you can find me. Um, and yeah, again, I put out a lot of content on there. I write pretty much daily. Um, it is always raw. It is real. I made a commitment to myself probably about eight months ago that anything that I'm, anything that I'm talking about um, to someone, even if it's not necessarily positive, by the way, I commit to sharing and I commit to playing with and talking about to my audience as well. So my brand is very much an extension of myself and who I am and where I am and what's going on in my life. So I very much, you know, live through into that space. So it's, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I write a lot on there. I do a lot of live streams and videos and a lot of webinars and cool stuff. So Facebook is the main core, but if you're on any of the other platforms, chances are I'm hanging out there too. <laughs> okay, that's great. And I am going to be recommending your book, um, Be Your Brand, um, to there's some people I know that are starting out with stuff. And I read I read it. Um, and it is it is really good. I love how it's just put together so well. You have nuts and bolts. It's very actionable and practical. And um, uh, I mean, it's just a it's a great um, from beginning to end, how to get going. So, um, and it's an Amazon bestseller, just giving you a little plug there. You weren't expecting (laughs) that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) no, that's awesome. I've actually, I'm writing a new book at the moment, which would be right up your alley. And it's called how to change your life in three minutes. Um, and it's literally, all about creating really fast momental change, which is funny because that's exactly really what we were talking about today. So that's coming. It's in the works as well. And I get a signed copy. 
Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you again. And please don't hang up. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for uh, being on the show today. Uh, this has been very enlightening, very moving, inspirational. And it was a total uphill conversation for me. This is the stuff that people need um, as a ride along partner. So thank you, Regan, so much. Thank you so much, Tim. I've just had so much fun and we just went really deep with it really fast. So thank you for leading that. It's awesome. Okay. Well, for all of you listening, um, you know that you can be more, do more and have more. Always remember that your current condition does not match your emerging future. Anything worth having is uphill, but you cannot go uphill with downhill habits. But most importantly, people like myself and Regan will see you on the hill. been listening to uphill conversations if you would like to hear more subscribe to the show go to uphillconversations.co later on screen